What's good, Internet? And welcome to session 69 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. This is the sexy episode. With you, as always, is your extra spicy, sizzling, sensual host, Alex Arona. There's a lot of S's, Steve, so be prepared for that. I'm also, I'm the gentleman's warehouse guy mixed in with the Dos Equis guy. Plus, I got a sweet beard. Be prepared, ladies. Also, keep your partners close. The next guy is going to slide into your DMs. Welcome co-host Eric Getty Gettinger. What's good, Getty? Alex, you're disgusting. I'm not sliding into anyone's Dungeon Master. That's so inappropriate. Depends on who your Dungeon Master is, not mean. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, before we move into you sliding into someone's Dungeon Master... Let's welcome our special guest host, Poet Laureate, Stephen Dvorak. Thank you. I'm uh, honored to receive this award, and I've written a poem for the occasion. Square, circle, square, triangle, X, L2, R2, R2, R1, L1. Square, server unavailable due to maintenance. Please try again later. X, sometimes I ironically listen to the spin doctors while raiding. Triangle. I got headshotted by an NPC wearing a gas mask with an SMG from two blocks away. Circle. I put my status to appear offline so people can't see that I'm grinding crafting materials. R3. I got carpal tunnel from Monster Hunter. Share. <laughs> that, was, that was amazing. I'll snap Thank on that. You. I'll do snap on that. Oh, my that God. Was good. I couldn't hold it together when you, uh, you started with the NPC... From two blocks away. Oh. Dude, that's my life right now. I kind of like the uh, carpal tunnel from Monster Hunter. Uh, that's a real thing. I think that might be true, yeah. It was real picante, Steve. Thank you. Dare say the ladies won't be able to resist themselves this episode. We have an action-packed one this week. We get real naked and early adopters, more like Naked Lunch. That title does not describe what it accurately is. No. Uh, talk some Sony hype with the news before getting to the root of evil in our backlog. Oh, did I mention hey, real that this quick, episode? Yeah. The copy says that you're the guy from the gentleman's warehouse. Is that a thing, or did you mean the men's warehouse? He meant the men's warehouse. Okay, mm. I just needed to clarify. Oh, well, they both have pretty sweet beards, that and the Dos Equis guy, well, so I just combined them in my head to be the sexiest mofo there is. That's me. He improved like okay. half of that opening, so... It's mm-hmm. all good. I'm getting better. That's what we gotta also, do. Also, did I mention this episode is sexy? I hope so. Let's Why move into sexy. Oh, you'll find out. <laughs> so let's start with early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games I bought as a joke, but Getty actually played. That's I'm kind of salty because this is on your beat list now, and I didn't think it would be like two hours. It wasn't two hours. It was 30 minutes. Oh, oh. see, I'm jelly. Okay, so Getty, I bought you as a joke, Anime Stranding. Anime Stranding is Death Stranding. Wait, wait, Alex, I don't even think that's the name of the game. I'm pretty sure it's Anime Standing. Oh, okay. It's, I'm sorry. It's like that anime much. Standing. It's that much of a knockoff. They couldn't <laughs> even put Stranding. Let me check. Yeah, it's Standing. Okay. I apologize. I apologize. To so the nice people who produce this game. I will make sure to reach out game. to them on Twitter and apologize publicly. Yes. And make sure that you let them know that we're all thankful for the nude patch. There was a new um, anime standing is a <laughs> knockoff of Death Stranding. I won't even say knockoff. I will say a homage to Death Stranding. But instead of Norman Reedus, you have a sexy anime lady. Is that an accurate portrayal, Getty? 
I would just go as far as to, I, I'm going to apologize to them, but this feels like a knockoff. Like, I never played Death Stranding, but I feel like they were taking some serious liberties with uh, with the gameplay that is portrayed in that game. Okay, what liberties? Uh, so, as far as I know, in Death Stranding, uh, you go around and you pick up packages and you deliver them around. Yep. All right. At some point, you get mm-hmm. a vehicle to drive? Yes. Okay. Several. Several. Okay, so... Let me just uh, say that that that's the basis for my claim. Okay, okay. Now, what do you think made this different than, say, a, a Death Stranding? Full-on female nudity. Okay. With an obvious nude patch, it didn't come in a, like initially on its own non-nudity, correct? Correct. Okay. So what was the purpose of the non-nudity version? They cannot. They don't really sell nude games on Steam, so every even the developers will then say, once you install the game on Steam, put this in the folder, and then you'll have nudity. Yeah. Oh, you guys talk about H games so much. I had just assumed that that was a normal thing. No, and uh, in fact, Getty knows how to put all the nude patches in. I peruse the the H game section once in a while, or Alex will purchase me H games. So. Like this one, this was I just this I just thought was funny. It seemed comedic and silly. And just tell me about your time with it. Did you enjoy it? What was the story? Let me let me get down to the brass tacks here, guys. There yeah. there's pretty much no story. Okay. Uh, you wake up as mm-hmm. a, a nude lady because obviously I use the nude patch, and and uh, it's raining out, and it's like here, run to the shelter. That's not good. So you get to the shelter, um, mm-hmm. you walk inside, and it's like, all right, now pick up these boxes and deliver them to this place that's on the other side of the map. That's Death Stranding. And uh, I was like, all right, so you start running, and you run, and you run some more, and there's not there's not a terrible amount to see in the game. Okay. I mean, obviously, you can swivel the camera around to look at look at the nude lady. Do you see beautiful vistas? You see vistas. I don't know if I would qualify them as beautiful. The okay. the graphics on this aren't the greatest quality, but I will give it the uh, the credit that everything that I can see is there. Like it doesn't have rendering or anything that pops up as you get further. Like as far mm-hmm. as I could see, that was the map. And I I'm pretty sure you could just keep running, and maybe eventually you would get to like a zone that it would cut you off, but I didn't happen to come across that in my experience. So almost so, at a Zelda moment where they say, you see that mountain? You can go there. Yeah. So are you nude while you're delivering the packages? Or oh, yeah. Or is the nudity a reward? Both. So, oh. okay, Alex, here, this is also, uh, I guess, your homage to Death Stranding. You yeah. complete, like, once you pick up boxes and you deliver them to one of the locations, you get likes. Mm-hmm. And you okay, use those yeah. likes that's death stranding to purchase the capture gallery nudes. Ca- so, capture gallery? You mean pictures? Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the brass tacks here, Eric. We did. How right. erotic is this <laughs> video game? Not. I mean, okay. So uh, it's not the most erotic thing I've ever played, but I, I guess it's really whatever tickles your fancy, man. If you like to watch, like 
fake anime boobs like bouncing up and down as you book it up and down hills. And, and let me tell you where my real gripe is with this after I, I finish this thought, but then maybe this is your thing. But it's not like overtly sexual, except for the nudity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have you like doing okay. anything compromising. It doesn't have you do anything uh, that could be considered uh, lewd, I guess. There were no acts. Exactly. So the the nudity is almost circumstantial. Yeah. I, you would have the same game with or without clothes. There's nothing okay. that impacts the story. And there's no story because it's just go to point A, from point A to point B. But that's that's where I want to get into it. So the biggest challenge that I had with this game is that like this, the second or third mission, it's like, hey, you see this barrel that's sitting here, and it's it's a barrel, yeah, and it's like, hey, get it to this other station, but you have to kick it up a hill. And, I'm watching somebody kick it up a hill right now, and but you don't have shoes on. You do have no. shoes. Oh, oh do you? okay. That's the only oh. article of clothing that you have. Well, that's okay. good. I was kind of worried that there was going to be some serious foot trauma going but, on. But let me tell you about this hill and this barrel. The physics, they are awful. So you're trying to like kick it up and you're like, okay, this this might work. And then uh, the running on the character, it kind of like jukes from side to side even when you're trying to go straight. So the barrel will like bounce out of the way and then you'll have to like recover unless you slowly approach it and nudge it every couple of seconds to go up. And that was probably the longest trial in the game. Uh, On the downward side, you would figure that the physics of the barrel would pick up speed and it would go Mm -hmm. much faster. It does not. Okay. It just goes at the same pace from the time you kick it over the, the maximum peak of the hill until it gets to the bottom. Hmm. That's not how physics work. No, it's not. I mean, this game definitely serves a purpose, and it is, I, I guess, your to to get people to experience a cheesy version of Death Stranding. But that's so. That's it. Where does this stack up with the rest of the H games that you've played? We can't discuss that ever. Okay, <laughs> it, can you give us like a score out of ten? Yeah, a score. Oh God, the, did we become world, those people now? <laughs> I I wouldn't. But the I world just I, itself, I have no idea. Like what? For like to me, package delivery is not a sexy job. So the nudity aspect seems just kind of weird. For, like I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking. Like, wouldn't you pick a a sexier? game to knock off and make nude or maybe all of them have been done they've all been done man have you seen skyrim those mods are crazy i i can't uh, speak i've to... seen skyrim i don't know what mods you're referring to there's like nude mods yep. so a there's lot. erotic skyrim yep a lot skyrim so, also doesn't seem that sexy i there's would like an orc making some stew <laughs> blacksmithing yeah mm-hmm you don't want to do that while you're naked, by the way. That's that's one job sure. that you don't want to even attempt. That's the reason everything. why they got those big leather aprons. Yep. Yeah, it burns. Uh, so the, I'm looking at this, and I, again, I don't want to besmirch the fine people who have uh, created Anime Stranding. Standing. Anime Standing. Uh, I'm going to keep doing that. But uh, the world 
kind of looks like a world map on a 360 game. Like when they like, like in an RPG or JRPG, they pull like, I'm going to go to this town one you know over and it's like a world map that's kind of rendered 3D, but also kind of disproportionate to what actually is accurate. Yeah. That, that's what kind of the world you're traversing looks like. Yep. Hmm. Okay. So it's not the most beautifully rendered uh, landscape. I think that most of the the fine tuning went into uh, the physics on the character that you play, mm-hmm. but at the same time it's uh this was an experience. Mm. So okay. if you've got 30 minutes to kill and uh bad physics don't bother you, then maybe this is your entry into the the dark dark zones of Steam. Well, I'm looking at uh, some of these guys' other games, and I actually recognize some of them. I don't know if you were aware of H Sniper World War Two. No, I wasn't. Uh, that's a good one. Anime War Modern Campaign. Uh, that's another classic. Uh, I'm not joking. I've heard of these before. Oh, Hentai Sniper Middle East. That was a anime redemption. Here you go. There you go, Steve. You wanted uh, some different ones. Hentai Sheriff. Adult Sheriff. Actually, I feel like that's the game for Steve, or maybe even Hartwig. Hentai Sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we could get is, Hartwig on that after he finishes Red Dead 2. What do you think about... It does sound about, like you might enjoy. Like, sniping, being a sniper in, Middle, in the Middle East, like Fallujah. Uh, that t- that, that particular sexy? title makes me uncomfortable. I is, don't necessarily know why, but... Yeah, I don't know. The, the sniper thing... Mm, it depends okay. on the premise, I guess. Like, are you just nude and you're killing people? or Or are you consensually shooting their clothes off from a distance now there no, are that's games game. that's called yeah. that's called gal gun and you don't actually shoot clothes off okay i think in one of them you have like a, a gun that blows their clothes off but no wait what is that game hold on there is that is a game that isn't a game that you shoot clothing off yes all right i mean uh, i'm not gonna i've seen some stuff so okay no that's a i i will get back to you steve I, i'm gonna I'm going to move on from anime standing. Thanks, yep. Getty, for reporting in on the game that you played. Thank you for purchasing it for me. I hope that it didn't cost you very much. I think it was a dollar fifty. Damn, it was on sale. It was like fifty percent off. Hey, there you man, go. It's like a that's like a quarter for every. Uh... No, I was hoping you're going to say nipple because that would have been great. <laughs> oh, the game. The game I'm thinking of is Akiba's Trip: Undead and Undressed. You have to fight the anime people's clothes off. Uh, All right. That's on PS4. Steve, me and you played a game called Lunchapalooza. Woo! Yeah, I mean, of all the random shit that you make us play, (laughs) you've picked some real winners lately, and Lunchapalooza is among them. Yeah, I was actually surprised you took to that real quick. It was fun. I mean, you know, there's really not much better than when there's a game where you can shit talk your friends while also battling each other in a somewhat arbitrary manner in a world where bug snacks exists there's never been a better time for anthropomorphic food stuff yeah i mean you know it, they did a good job the levels uh you know they they were short little bite-sized matches that we could do uh, I liked all the game modes and the different well, let's, levels. Let's just break it fun. down real quick. Uh, Lunchapalooza is a, uh, a just like a beat 'em up where you and up to four friends each select a food item, 
based on the characters that you have, which uh, they end up being a hamburger, a corn on the cob, a meatball, and there was more. Don't there forget was the Jello, Jello the Jello mold, the ice cream cone, the pizza slice. It sounds and we delicious. never got around to unlocking the donut. No. Then you select your characters and you battle it out just in a little level with the amount of lives you have or a time limit on who can get the most kills in that time. Each character had a jump and then their ability, and if you held the ability button long enough, uh, it would power up their ability. The corn would explode uh, corn kernels out of itself, but if you held it long enough, it would be a bigger explosion that would knock people back. You would be uh, popcorn. It would be popcorn. That is true. The, The idea, though, is that these levels were like a restaurant dinner table, and knocking yourself off the table would then mean that you lost a life. Yeah, it's like Food Smash Brothers. Yeah. Okay. How does it yeah. stack up the to Gang Beasts? I feel uh, like the physics in uh, Lunchapalooza is a little bit tidier than Gang Beasts. <laughs> See, I actually felt like it was it was a little bit looser than Gang Beasts because I found myself like jump like falling off the table, but being able to wall jump kind of glitchy up the second Skyrim reference, like Skyrimming up a wall to hop back up onto the table. Yeah, I guess, but you don't have the, like, individual limb control. Mm -hmm. So, to me, that made it feel a little bit more sane. But, I mean, the the foods... I liked the selection of moves that they gave you. Uh, Everything was kind of... Each food was unique. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, the, you know, we were going at it hard. The corn was kind of OP. The I jello like it was, was pretty pretty. Over the uh, course of like strong. an hour and a half or two hours we were playing, we both kind of picked mains. So you fell into the jello, and then I fell into the corn, and that just kind of been like... We would try other characters. We'd play rounds all the time, but we just kept coming back to the corn's my guy, the jello's your guy, let's go. Yeah, I mean, I was still feeling out the pizza and the ice cream cone. The pizza was was aggressive. You just smacked you in the face. It was very aggressive. That's <laughs> what I liked about it. It was. Just, it made a good slap sound too when you hit somebody. It was mm-hmm. just like whap. Pizza. Pizza bitch. That actually sounds exciting. So when are we playing this? With uh, is it more than two players? Yep, it goes oh, yeah. up to four. Oh god, I want to be the it's donut. Be fun. We'll have to unlock, unlock the donut. Him. We'll yeah. unlock the donut. I want to be the donut though. Okay. Wait, is there a hot dog? The donut? I don't Not believe so. We- no, not that we saw. Do you think they're going to add more characters later? That would be great, I think. That and I, I also would like to see more levels because there were, I think, a total of five. And we found some a really good ones. Some, there's a lot of interactive environmental hazards where one of them was you were on the tray of a plane where, you know, people would eat. But halfway through the level while we're doing, while we're battling each other out, the plane would take a sharp dive and you have to move to the seats oh. or else the tray would get slammed up and kill you. You can also use items from the environment. So one of the levels is like an ice hockey table, but it periodically drops like an Abba Zabba and Alex just kept grabbing it and slapping the shit out of me. And is it an actual Abba Zabba bar or is it like just the same kind of wrapper? It it just the same kind of wrapper. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say if they could get like a a deal with Abba Zabba. When was the last time you had an Abba Zabba bar? Uh, it was at least fifteen years ago. Damn, I have never had an Abba Zabba. What? It's a little weird to me. It's like I, vanilla taffy with peanut butter inside. Yeah, 
It's delicious. Oh, it it sounds delicious. No, I uh, in fact, I there was a joke in Half Baked where he says, "Abzaba, you're my only friend." I mean, and obviously I, that was on all of our minds. Yeah, but the but the thing is, was that I didn't know what he meant for a long time. It's a delicious treat. Yep, and so there was Abzabas for you to smack people around with, and they drop power-ups, like an extra life, or something that would freeze you in place, or make you... There was a, a power-up that was just a GM, it just said GMO, and it would just oh, make dude, you super the GMO massive. Oh, awesome. <laughs> That's clever. Yeah, you could also get aluminum foil, which makes you, like, electric. You get gum, so the other player sticks to you. It's a good way to, like, kill yourself and someone else. That's a Steve move. Definitely. <laughs> that was my number one play. Yeah. I really liked this. Uh, I don't think it's out yet. I think it's still in beta, but uh, I would like to see more. I'd like to see a little bit more expanse, ex- expansions with it. So a couple more characters. The modes had King of the Hill, you know, um, best, you know, who, who, the time limit versus just how you, we each have five lives. Uh, and there was another there one. There was the Royal Buffet. Where you Royal cycle buffet. through, you don't get to like choose your character. You cycle through the different foods. See, that's clever die. too. It is. So it was a good idea. See, so that I would like to see some more of. I just, I just felt like I wanted more of the game. That and I also felt like I didn't know when we were beating the crap out of each other, how we were technically supposed to win. Like I know that we end up not like falling off the table ourselves more often than us knocking each other off. And I kind of was like looking for that smash brothers percentage symbol at the bottom, something to show me that damage is happening. I'm having an effect on like Steve. Otherwise it just kind of came to a gang beast situation where I'm just smacking you around to smack you around. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of experience you're looking for. There's a certain charm to the, I'm just smacking you around. Cause that's what we do. Yeah. I, I mean, after I all, you knocked me off the table with that summer squash a whole bunch of times <laughs> and a pumpkin. That's, yeah, that's and I'd grab items and just hit you like a baseball bat. Lunchapalooza is worth checking out if you want to have a couple people over for a party. Yeah, there I were a couple of little bugs that we encountered, but nothing really major. I would say, overall, this is a really fun couch co-op kind of game. Nice. We got them, we got them Xbox controllers. Hook them up. Maybe that's be Extra Life. Could be. I oh, like for that. Sure. By the way, Getty, you are banned from sending pictures in our chat now. You bought me the game, okay? <laughs> that picture kind of freaked us out because it was an anime lady with a backpack that had a bunch of limbs in it. Oh, that's right. I was carrying a mannequin. Okay. That's, that's a little better. Let's take a break. Hey news, is this the lower third of Diablo 1? Because it's hot down here. <laughs> okay. That's okay. good. Yeah. I like that. I, all... I, should, pl- I, should, pl- I should play Diablo 1. But... You should. Alex, uh, you got a lot of airplanes in your area tonight? I do. Tons. I can hear it through their microphone. Oh, that's, that's not good at all. <laughs> oh. well, we're going to have to live with it. That's okay. First piece of news. There was a 
PlayStation 5 event. What? Game. Yep. When? June 12th? June 12th? Oh, okay. Is that that a date? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is that a date that exists? I I don't know if it was the... Oh, it was uh, like right after... Because last week we recorded on Wednesday, didn't we? So it was last Thursday. Yep, so it was 11th. Oh, God, we're behind, guys. I know. Games. Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. Uh, Yay or nay? Yay? I mean, I'm excited for it. I don't know if it should come out as a launch title, but... No, it won't. It's 2021. Okay. I never played uh I never played the PS4 um game, which I've heard is amazing. Uh but the trailer for this looked really nice. Looked like it's an exciting game. I thought it was cool. We should try to finish that this year, Steve. That might be doable. Have him play it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have it, and I'm sure he like it's relatively cheap. So, I mean, I could find it or give it to you. Actually, with the, I don't know, I think the PlayStation or the Sony Summer of Play or whatever it was is over. Yeah, I think it was yeah. on sale for like ten bucks or something. I'll check later. Yeah. Next game, Bug Snacks. Oh my god! All right, yeah. I mean, this one, Alex showed this trailer to me ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um. And I just, again, I thought this was another one of Alex's wacky games, like super obscure stuff. Really freaky and weird. Uh, The makers of Octodad, which, you know, we had a great experience playing that one. Uh, This this was a standout trailer. It took you on a journey. You, You went somewhere with this. Yeah. I'm excited to see them, like, flourish. Those guys kind of had that title that wasn't as big it was very small and i don't know a whole lot of people who really played a lot of octodad i mean we did but i never heard people like raving about it so seeing them make this game and then people blowing up about it gets me real excited yeah i mean i was surprised that it was part of the ps5 event i was like the octodad guys got featured on this good for them yeah fantastic i mean this this trailer was trippy as hell (laughs) it sure was also, okay, shout wait, out wait. to them as uh, hometown Which bug heroes. snack from- is your favorite? Ooh, here you go. The hoagie. The, the like, uh, submarine sandwich yeah. caterpillar thing? Yeah, for sure. I think I liked the rib spiders. Guys, yep, that's that was my favorite was the rib Can centipede. we just take a second to appreciate at the end of the bug snacks trailer, the guy comes in with wiener hands. He's got hot yeah. dog hands. And he's like... He's got wiener hands, and he's got like a cinnamon bun pompadour. Yeah. Like, this game intrigues me and scares me at the same time. Ditto. I also wanted to shout out that these guys are local guys from Chicago and working with Pop Agenda, uh, our friends who we have worked with in the past. Hey, guys, we still like you. We played a bunch of other games and gave them credit. Okay. Octodad was great. (laughs) Octodad was great. We worked really well with you guys. We really like Bugsnack. Okay. The next one is Spider-Man. Uh, there's a standalone side story slash kind of mini or smaller game in scope uh, starring Miles Morales. Big, big news. I think that was one of the most exciting things that they presented for this. Also, it was like a big deal because there was a lot of controversy. They said, it's an expansion, and then they walked that back to like, no, it's not really an expansion. It's and because also, yeah. the original Spider-Man's getting upgraded, and then the uh, Sony execs were like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's an expansion." And then Insomniac was uh, uh, Insomnia. It's Insomnia, right? 
Yeah. They were like, no, it's a, it's a standalone, but it's not as big. So I don't know. It was already pretty exciting in the Spider-Man game, how much they incorporated Miles. So for him to get his own game, it's, I think there's going to have to be more to it. You think that they'll add another, like, uh, kind of segue to the original one to get to where Miles is ready to be Spider-Man? See, that would be the way to do it, would be to add a secondary challenge, like a secondary, like, chapter. Kind of what they did with Borderlands when they had that, they added, like, a secondary DLC chapter for Borderlands 2 to lead into yeah. 3. Yeah. Because it's all like him talking to him on the phone up until the end. So, I don't know. I'm, I actually am really interested to see what happens with the story. And I, it's, some of these are really enticing me to want to get that PS5 now. I feel like they have so much momentum from the Spider-Man game. Uh, I didn't play it, but everyone that I know who has loved it. And... People love the Enter the Spider-Verse movie with Miles. Uh, People are really into that character. So I think if they do a good job with that game, it's potentially going to be a huge hit. I cannot imagine a place where it wouldn't be. Just because, again, yeah, that that game, Spider-Man, is, you know, arguably the best superhero video game that exists currently. They took all of the really good things that we had seen from the Batman Arkham series and it felt like they did so much more with that. Yes, exactly. And they made it brighter and made characters that you cared about and just yeah, everything like that. It just it just really kind of stuck with you that yeah, the game just stuck with you just in general. I played every DLC and capped that whole game off, so Next, Resident Evil uh, Resident Evil 8 Age. You mean Village? It's my joke. Yeah. <laughs> now, Steve, uh, did you see where somebody took the trailer for Resident Evil Village and superimposed the Bug Snacks theme over it? I did not, unfortunately. That is news. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I liked this trailer, too, uh, because... You know, Eric and I do the horror game Couch Co-op, and we played uh, 7, right? Yeah, that one was freaky. The most recent Resident Evil. Yeah, it was freaky, but I, I liked that it was kind of uh, a little bit back to the roots, a little bit more centered on being a horror game and and less about the corporate stuff. Um, and I, I hope that they continue with that. Um, there's been so many games that the umbrella thing kind of wears out a little bit to me when they uh, keep going on it too much. I know that there's already uh, Chris Redfield is in the game, but I hope they kind of stick to at least the aesthetic of it being, you know, sort of a a back-to-your-roots horror thing, personally. Yeah, I can agree with that. can only do so much with zombies. And umbrella. Oh, so evil. I I didn't even mind the umbrella. I just didn't like what's his name Wesker the entire time. Oh my god! I think there's a reason for that. Next, uh, moving away from the PlayStation event, well, I will say that the PlayStation Five was unveiled as it, what the system looks like. That thing, a big boy. Yep. We all want it though. Well, yes, but I don't know how much it is yet, so yeah. I don't know. We gotta wait. I, I gotta play me some Diablo Four. <laughs> 
Steve, we got to get you a PC. I did get a PC. There we go. Let's get you some Diablo 4. Okay. Yeah. New Pokemon Snap. Nintendo loves the word new. Fact. They've added... Like, have you heard the new Mario Brothers game? The Yoshi's Island new? The new Yoshi's Island? What, what happens when they run out of new and they have to do new new? Wasn't that how they marketed the 3DS was the new... Like, there was a new 3DS model that came out and it was just the new 3DS? Probably at some point. But I this kind of looks... If it's anything like the original Pokemon Snap, I think that they'll definitely benefit from it. But it's really a matter of, are they going to do anything different? They've had all of these years to try and figure out if they're just going to take what they had and just put in new Pokemon. Like, all right, that's kind of fun, but I'm really looking for like a different... They can do something different. They even tried to throw some of the the Pokemon Snap elements into the last few games, there'd be areas where you could go and take pictures of wild Pokemon. So they they could do more with this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that they put that in the other, in the newer versions of Pokemon. Yep. I know Beth is excited because she 100%ed the original Pokemon Snap. So. Oh, that was a challenge. But it was, you had to do like super esoteric things to get certain Pokemon to show up at certain points. It was very... Very specific and a pain in the ass. The only amount of Pokemon Snap I ever played was at a Blockbuster kiosk. <laughs> when you were telling people not to rent Zodiac? Well, no. that I Pokemon Snap came out before I worked there. I was just saying that it was such a long time ago. Maybe they still had a N64 set up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I take so, it you hated Zodiac? I did hate Zodiac. Were you not there when he kept telling people that they couldn't rent it from him? I was not there. But I (laughs) feel like that's a conversation for another podcast. I mean, it is like a three and a half hour movie, so... The only one I'll throw a three and a half movie for is Forrest Gump. Benjamin Button can go to hell. Okay. (laughs) News from the indie space. Uh, Indies that we have played here. uh, West of Dead... Now available on Steam. Go get it. Yep. Get you some Ron Perlman. He's where the cars live. Nope. Yeah, you're just mixing your stuff. <laughs> I did that in there for you. <laughs> get, Getty, can you tell me about the EA Play event? Did you watch it? Oh, you know that I didn't. I actually like <laughs> logged in and you were like, oh, EA Play. And I was like, oh, that thing happened. Okay. Uh, I mean, I can read the news if you want. Uh, new Skate. They didn't actually say Skate 4. But I think it's implied. Alex, you're just dying for there to be a Skate 4, aren't you? Everyone is, and it's not going to happen. They're going to constantly disappoint us, and until that game is in my hands, I'm calling their bluff. Let's riot. Okay. We can still riot. Take it easy. But Skate, there's going to be a game. We don't know if it's... It's just going to be a game. But, I mean, are they talking about... The mobile game? It could be. I they didn't say. They didn't. They didn't say Skate Four. Apparently, they didn't specify. Why don't you write um, them a letter? I'm, well, or I could just comment on like the thousand other people saying Skate Four on any of their social media. I mean, the next piece of Hashtag news is, is actually kind of exciting. Is that all the EA games will have crossplay among systems and Steam? Yep, PS4, Xbox, uh, some uh, Switch, even because. The Apex Legend coming is coming to Switch. That's, that's I love news. me a Switch port. 
And more more companies need to start doing the cross-platform. Well, the thing is that that was Sony was the one last holdout that was fighting it. So the the now people are able to is because Sony is finally playing ball, but it wasn't the developers that were the problem. And in fact, Fortnite broke down the barriers, I believe, but Rocket League flipped the switch accidentally and people like the quote unquote accidentally and people started playing together and then uh, like PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo Switch and then all of a sudden they went, oh, whoops, we didn't mean to do that. You're not supposed to because yeah. PlayStation doesn't like that. Yep. Harsh. Yep. Uh, so, and the last piece of news from the EA Play event, Rocket Arena, it is apparently not Rocket League. It's just a hero shooter with rockets. Am, am I? So it's like Unreal Tournament? Yeah. No, yes, and no, yes and no. It seemed like they had like... It seemed like they had a lot to do with rockets. Sometimes someone was riding a rocket. Sometimes they shot rockets. It, there was a lot about rockets. I don't know. That's like Steve pointed out. I'm pretty sure that's Unreal Tournament. I think even in the newest you, iteration, they have like hero abilities. So Yeah, but could you ride rockets? I, I don't know. I haven't played it. Oh, I, I assumed rockets meant rocket launchers. Yeah, they have those too. That's... That's kind of what I'm saying is that there is a lot to do with rockets. Hence Some why people it's like rocket rockets, I guess. Do they? Who approved I, I this? Guess. I don't know, guys. I, I'm actually feeling kind of hot. I, I think the news might have got me sick. You got that Rona. Social distancing, Steve. Yep. It's too soon. We're back, back with the backlog blog, where we play games that drop DLC so we can finally justify buying it. I'm not sure what that means, Getty. Uh, are you referring to Remnant? Yes, I am, and uh, the fact that it dropped DLC so the price dropped. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We were playing Remnant of the Ashes. I had been eyeballing this game for a, a long while. I had seen it on other gaming websites, but it definitely kept a very low hum. Alex, not a lot. Of can you uproar. like not write the game titles anymore? Remnant from the Why ashes. Remnant from the ashes. <laughs> yeah, from the ashes. It's gonna keep happening. I know this is it's killing me. So yeah, I had seen this game along when it first came out, and I had just been waiting for. The price to drop. There's a couple of games uh, like there's like Hunt 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 Showdown, mm-hmm. which is a multiplayer game. Uh, also, I've been keeping my eye on, waiting for the price to drop. Remnant during the PlayStation sale finally did uh, drop in price that I you know, twenty three dollars. Yep. And with that, uh, you purchased it as well, Getty, right? Yeah, it was a deal of the day for GameStop, fifteen bucks. So I was like, I like you have a list of games that you're waiting to drop in price. Uh, I had that. I had Darksiders, Genesis, and then I'm still waiting for Dragon Quest Builders Two. Those are those are my buy list right now. I thought you already beat Genesis. I did, but that was one of the games that I was waiting for. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, then we convinced and we wrangled Steve into this because it has crafting. Yeah, you know I can't I can't resist 
that loot. If there's loot, I'm basically in. If there's loot, will you shoot? Oh, yes, I will. Yeah. And shoot, you did. You did. I, shoot, I did. I, I, I love it, it when that... we all get a game and each play a different class and co-op it. This was a really good experience for me. I uh, I enjoyed overall what this game was uh, bringing, S- seeing as I've never played a Dark Souls before. Mm-hmm. So the reference was always like, oh, it's like a loot shooter, but it's Dark Souls-y, and it's really hard. Uh, so like I practiced a little bit, thinking like, oh man, this is going to be tough. Um, the difficulty was... A- it was like a steep change in difficulty when there were three of us versus when I was trying to solo it. Mm. I don't know if you guys noticed that as well. I haven't had a chance to play solo again since we did, but I think that because you already upgraded your gear, that's where you're not having as much trouble. When you play a Souls-like game, it merely beats you into the ground until you go back and you start to use those resources to build up your character and one of the things about this game that's so forgiving is that when you die there's not any repercussion as far as losing progress in your standard dark souls bloodborne you have to go back and retrieve the souls or the the essences that you lost otherwise you're sol yeah i i would say that's a big difference because um when i was when i just first booted it up and was soloing, uh, I was getting dropped a lot, but you don't lose any of your Mm -hmm. items that you picked up, particularly the iron or the scrap. So just by virtue of, like, dying a whole bunch of times and having to go back through it and, like, regrind the monsters, I ended up building up a ton of resources that way. Yeah, and that's that's one of the good things about this, and uh, that it's squad-based, like you were saying, being able to to play with everybody, I I do enjoy it. I feel like it's one of the it's one of the smaller things that we're able to do together, but it still feels really good. You know, when you get everybody in the same instance, and you're like, "All right, Alex, you do this." Uh, Steve's calling out like heal. It's it's hectic, but it's it's how we spend time together right now. At least me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's. Everything's more fun with friends. These types of games, particularly. You know, it's alright to solo, but uh, just whenever you have people rolling together, it's a good time. Now, the the elements where you get a Dark Souls-y game is having stamina for melee, mm-hmm. uh, rolls, which give you... If you do a roll, there is something called invincibility frames, meaning that there are frames in that animation where you are invincible. So timing your roll perfectly with like right when you're in the middle, if you get attacked, you're, you're kind of invincible. The very finite amount of actual gear doing the thing where you grind the resources to add, to upgrade them to plus one, plus two, plus three. That is where the Dark Souls influence comes because when you play those games, you get 20 weapons maybe 30 weapons maybe and they're all hard to find and grinding the the loot to level them up is a chore it is a struggle and of course to grind that you know grind the materials to upgrade them and then like grinding you know the souls or in this case it's scrap in those other games if you were to die it leaves it all there you have to go back and grab it or else if you die a second time it's gone forever yep 
So that kind of thing. Also, there are quote-unquote world bosses, meaning that as you progress through the game, each world that you when you start a, when you start a game it rolls a certain number of bosses for you and if you roll a second game you will you may get different bosses based on per, you know numbered percentages which was uh kind of a thing in demon souls where if you killed a certain number of bosses or died a certain number of times or killed other players it would shift the world tendency from good to evil and however whatever the world tendency was would actually have randomized local bosses. So I didn't realize it was going to do that in this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I had only read up on it beforehand. Um, I didn't at first realize that you re-roll the bosses. I did know that you get like a little bit of a procedurally generated area that you go through. So obviously it's it's intended to encourage multiple playthroughs. That's- yeah, and in, in these games it, you're kind of going for... What you love, Steve, is uh, the Borderlands New Game Plus. New Game Plus. You just keep going and trying to get more crafting materials to upgrade newer weapons while also fighting different bosses. The other thing that makes Remnant a little bit different is that there are bosses where it is protect somebody while you know for two minutes, and if they die, that changes the story as well as what bosses you fight and what items are available to you. So there is more custom customization based on your play versus someone else's. So if you guys, if anybody that's listening, uh, we've been playing it for, we played it last week for multiplayer Monday and we, we plan on doing it again by the time this episode airs. If you want to dip in and take a look at it this coming Monday, uh, one of the things that we did towards the end Last week was uh, one of the. It was. Can we consider it a boss fight, or was it, it the room? Yeah, it was like a horde mode challenge. Yeah, where we were stuck in a room and we had to survive long enough for the those shutters to open so that we could progress to the next area. However, uh, in true Super GG Radio fashion, uh, we were just running around in circles trying to pick guys off one at a time before we realized that the ultimate goal was to kill all of the fiends in the room <laughs> before it would let us progress. Yeah, I mean, your weapon and mod selection really matters uh, in this. Certain fights lend themselves to using certain mods or certain weapon types, and sometimes you have to give it multiple tries just to feel out, like, oh, I should use, you know, my lever rifle instead of my sniper rifle on this, that sort of thing. Yeah. I do love having the ability to be a tank as a tanky character with a sledgehammer and a shotgun goes really well, and it's not something I, I when I play those Souls games, I'm generally not the heavy wielding weapon guy but in this case we just kind of picked based on roles just like okay i'll be the tank this time and steve you're a sniper and you you even said like this is not how i normally play yeah i was gonna mention that and i feel like i've fallen into a good groove with my character build and using the weapons it's interesting because the sniper rifle there's no scoping you just aim down the sights. so regardless of what gun you have there's no scoping um, and so I'm just kind of like iron sighting the sniper rifle and honestly, I'm enjoying it and it's been really working with me. I've been able to hit those weak point shots and I've stacked up my gear. So now it does a lot of damage so I can like one shot or two shot a lot of tough enemies. I sadly haven't played solo. I like it a lot more playing in the squad with you guys 
I feel like I might have more trouble being a tank. Uh, I feel like I'll be hitting, getting hit a lot more, taking a lot more damage without having the, the healing capabilities. Yep. Yeah, it's just a step up in difficulty when you're by yourself, just by default, I think. The other thing is when you level up, you get points to put into what they call traits, which are things like faster reload speed, more experience, heavy melee, extra melee damage, longer stamina, stuff like that. So it does kind of give you a lot of flexibility. My life bar is is large comparative to Getty or Steve, but that's because I'm tanking. So there is there is a lot more customization based on your role, you know, play your role, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then variation depending on how you want to invest. You can put more in HP, um, but you can put points into a lot of random things. I think I have like 10 traits available now. So it's, you know, varies from your standard like physical stats to getting more scrap. Uh, and then each of the classes has a unique one. So mine was sneaking. Alex, yours was melee damage. Eric, you had the character who gets extra power from the weapon mm. mods. I think that we will continue to play Remnant from the Ashes on Multiplayer Mondays this upcoming Monday. I And I already bought the expansion. Woo! <laughs> that I want to complain about that real quick. I do want to say that there are items that drop oh, in the yeah. game that will have the caveat DLC only, meaning I just got this sweet ring that I can't equip unless I buy the DLC, and I feel like that is a very hard step in a bad direction for me it is but that that was annoying especially given that you know by the time i caved and bought the expansion i had picked up like five dlc only items it shouldn't be available and in your game if i if i need dlc to to get it but the dlc is only 10 bucks only 10 you know i don't disagree alex that's like pay 23 dollars what how many copies? Like nine copies of Anime Standing? Yeah, that's like nine. Yeah, it is. It's like nine <laughs> copies. You know what? I'm still when you, saying when you think I got about beef it, with that. When you think about it, it would be irresponsible if you didn't buy right? it. Right? Still have beef. What's, what's that $10 doing elsewhere? <laughs> Buying more stock in Cheesecake Factory. Uh, okay. It's oddly specific, <laughs> but all right. Steve knows I love that you have stock at the Cheesecake Factory. I bought a bunch of stock at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Getty, bring to the backlog blog one I hadn't heard about in a long time, Medieval. That's because it was originally released on the PlayStation 1 many, many years ago. I played it then, too. I did not get to play it then. So uh, that's why... Uh, when uh, I saw that it was part of the Days of Play or what I, I don't even know what Sony's event thing was. Uh, you were right. It was Days of Play. Is it really? It was Days okay. of Play. Okay. Well, yes. when they announced that it was going to be one of the reduced price titles, I had to scoop it up. It's a relatively short game. It's your uh, your typical, what I want to call it, like a platformer where you control... Uh, oh, God. I feel like I just played it, but I don't remember the main character's name i'm gonna have to double check yeah if you could double check it for me but he's like a a down on your luck hero he was like hyped up in the history books that he killed the evil sorcerer but in fact he like died in the initial wave with an arrow through his eye so (laughs) through the the course of it he's only got one eye so when the evil sorcerer comes and he starts to resurrect all of the undead in the area. So does uh, so does uh, what I'd want to say, old timey uh, William or whatever the hell his name is, Sir Daniel Fortesque. Yeah, 
Fortescue. 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 So Sir Dan here, uh, he gets brought back to life too. So unknowingly, the, the sorcerer has kind of sealed his fate. But kind of the charm of the game is that because your character is like the worst hero ever, uh, you have to kind of build your reputation as it progresses. And by trying to collect the chalices, so in each stage there will be additional objectives that you can complete as you progress the story. And by killing certain monsters, it'll fill up this chalice and you can collect it. Uh, It'll take you to the Hall of Heroes afterwards, where you can turn in your chalice for different upgrades, and it gives you some backstory of the other heroes that came from the same world as Sir Dan. But as a skeleton man, you're very you're very limited in a lot of areas um he's not going to be like your your ratchet and clank or he's not going to be your jack and dexter he's just like real real sad i guess that's that's what i'm going for guys are you telling me you identify with yes, this character yes i do okay so <laughs> the the mechanics are very straightforward it's hack and slash as you progress through the stages there's some uh, caveats to how you can progress uh, and it doesn't directly gate you and when i say that is that there's certain points in the story where it'll let you progress but if you don't pick up the item that you need later on you won't be able to complete the story so it's one of those games where completing every single thing and being an explorer is what's going to help you to complete it it's it's really relatively short. It's only about 10 hours from start to finish. I probably squeezed a little bit more out of it because I wanted to flex my muscles and get all the chalices so I could unlock all the weapons. And to be honest, it was it was pretty enjoyable. You start out with just your arm that you can wave around and hit people with and a sword and mm-hmm. it gets as complicated as you can get like flaming uh, arrows uh magic arrows you get a giant hammer that you can swing at people which is really ideal for when you're squishing bugs because that was probably my favorite story beat is that you can do a side quest for a witch and she'll turn you into the size of an ant and then you go into the ant hill to collect amber for her and uh, (laughs) those ants suck by the way i don't know if you remember playing it alex but they are unforgiving. I was a very young child. It's an older so, game. No, I don't. But it's was that? it's it's a much older game, at least yeah. relatively speaking. It's like a funny game, right? I never played it, but I I always got the impression that it was kind of like humor centered. Is that? It's kind of funny. It's kind of it's not scary. It does have like a darker humor to it because Sir Dan doesn't have a jaw. So whenever he talks to somebody, he's like... Yeah, it seemed like Sir Dan is kind of an unlikely hero. He's real ragged, and it's just kind of like him kind of getting through this adventure in a somewhat ass-backwards kind of way. Yeah, that's an accurate representation (laughs) of the storyline. Yeah, this game came out in 1998, so yeah, that's kind of... Only like 22 years. We would have been like... uh, Actually, that makes me feel young, younger, if I had gotten to play it, what? Yeah, we were 13. Yeah. Um, no, the 
this genre of game was a thing. It, it, the, they were like character action adventures that uh, I actually very have a very big fondness for. I didn't go into any sequels, so like I liked Spyro. Yeah, I liked Croc. I liked Gex. Oh, did you? Gex. Did you, you remember Gex? I remember Gex. He had some humor that was not age appropriate in it, though. I was too young to understand. Exactly. Because looking back, you're like, I can't believe they got away with some of the stuff. And that was like a, if I remember, Gex was T for teen when we were growing up. And uh, when I think back, like he would make jokes about stuff that, for example, like when you went to go see Shrek, some of those jokes like were definitely targeted for an older audience. And they did that with Gex. Not so much with Medieval. But I'm trying to think if there's any other games that were like that. Well, I was going to say uh, Nightmare Creatures was another one of those games. But oh yeah, but Nightmare Creatures that was a that was a very dark and evil tone. But that was also the action adventure kind of 3D but pixelated as hell style, like you know, just hack and slash. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that was kind of a a mainstay genre when we were teenagers um playstation one mostly yeah Yeah, but well and also there were a lot of i feel like there were n64 titles that were like that i'm thinking of like uh donkey kong and diddy kong uh banjo kazooie ratchet and clank kazooie yeah Yeah, banjo kazooie was kind of awesome at least in my memory banjo kazooie was and still is awesome you know what i never got to play that was in the same vein What's that? Conquer. Oh, you, you got Squirrel? that one on me. I don't remember that. Well, you know what? Uh, I also, that's one missing from my wheelhouse, and um, I am going on offer up as we speak to see if I could find uh, Conquer for a Nintendo 64. So that If we you can, can get that. a copy of it, I will definitely come over to experience that game because it was at that, that time when I definitely could have tried to get it, but the way that they marketed it, I don't know if my parents would have let me. No, it's it's a very uh, adult game, adult humor game. The uh, I have my N64 currently hooked up. I'm playing Paper Mario. So throwing Conquer in there would be something that is, is easily doable. Uh, eBay, $23. That's not terrible. Can we We need Joel here so that he can do the... Put Conquer on Switch, you cowards. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm <laughs> Put seeing Put Conquer on Switch, you cowards. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so Medieval, you finished it. You enjoyed your time with it going back? Yeah, I haven't played a game like that in quite a while. So it's a departure from my normal regiment right now. And I did enjoy it. I feel like one of these days I'll eventually make it around to trying because I also haven't played any Jack and Dexter or Ratchet and Clank. You know, I actually haven't played Sly Cooper either. One of these days. PS2 was a big, like, black hole for me where I just stopped play- I stopped gaming on consoles, so I miss all, like, most of PS2. I think I played, like, I, five PS2 games. I still have a, you know, I got absorbed into all of the JRPGs and stuff when we had PlayStation 2, so most of it was, uh, uh, like, 
Uh, hold on. I should just like look over. I think I have them sitting on the shelf over here. A Dark Cloud, uh, yeah. uh, Front Mission, Final Fantasy, uh, you know, all of the Xeno uh, Xeno Saga. Yeah, see, because I stopped at PS1. I was, dig- those. I was digging in the crates, finding the most random like jrpg only came out in like japan like i was searching for everything and everything on ps1 and then ps2 came and i was like oh i'm out well i think uh you know what also metal gear i had two and three on the playstation 2 those were some good times agreed but for now we need to finish remnant and then we can chalk it up to the beat list i'm gonna keep i'm gonna beat that to the ground getty the beat list that's fine i'll give you some some time here Let's move on to our next segment, listener emails. Now, the reason for this listener emails is not to answer questions, just the fact that when there was a video game on the PlayStation event, it was called Jet. But to me, it looked like Jeff. Jeff the game? Yes. And Joel found that so funny, he asked some of our listeners, what would a game like Jeff be called? What would it be about? We have uh, our friends at Gaming Fix, who we always had a, have a really fun time with, uh, have written into us. Jeff was a Chicago native. <laughs> they had never experienced the ocean. He spent this, his whole life dreaming of what it would be like, cascading waves, the gentle mist brought to his face by the sea breeze, hella crabs, and he was enamored. It became his <laughs> life goal to experience this shore, which was far. Uh, apparently the game was called Jet the Far Shore, and this, he's talking about Jeff the Far Shore. Mm-hmm. So given that it is the year 2041 and the apocalypse in 2020 has rendered all motorized vehicles inert, he must walk. And so he walks and walks and sometimes jogs and sometimes quick time events and walks. Eventually he reaches the shore, but lo and behold, <laughs> there is a final barrier he must cross, which he never possibly could have imagined. The faction of the Valley Girls. Why would he go to the West Coast and not the East Coast? I don't... It's it's the far shore. He's from Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, but go, I feel like the east, logic... Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll let you finish, but I have a couple of caveats. You're saying go east. Okay, go east instead of west. I got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I just I'm assumed there. east as well. They greet him in a foreign language, saying such things as, gag me with a spoon and <laughs> for sure... <laughs> Which is when he realized his far shore had been populated by a foreshore all along. Then he befriends the Valley Girls and goes to the shore and is happy because we all need some levity in these times. Now, on the opposite side, he would have to go to the Jersey Shore, right? Yeah, and I think we all want to avoid the Jersey Shore. Okay, I, I honestly would try and... if I don't know what the state of Lake Michigan would be in this instance, um, being that it's in the future, okay... And uh, that it's post-apocalyptic. Maybe uh, there is some way to travel on the water. I feel like that might be the quickest method to get out to the shore, to the ocean. But that's that's just me. Otherwise, I'm sold. I would play this game. 100%. I'm very interested in how the voice acting would be for the Valley Girls. To hear a real good for sure. I think that if if we had some good voice acting in there, I'm in. Steve. What do you think, Steve? T- two things. Two things. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, why is the email address not for people to ask questions? It, what do you it mean? is. Okay. People can ask questions to us. It's just this was an example of 
we asked people to tell us what Jet or what was it, Jeff? Jeff, Jeff the game Jeff. would be. Okay, the well, then that leads to my second question. Here, here's some papal rustling noise. Why does it say <laughs> on the copy that you wrote Josh the game? Because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Who is Jeff? Hey, Josh the game. We're not we're not professionals here. We had two games written into the episode that weren't the actual game titles. So. Yeah, I mean, we might as well stick with the trend. Yeah. <laughs> Poorly Josh the spelled game. copy. Josh the game. What's Josh the game then? That's a whole other thing. It's, it's I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess I could see like a semi-post-apocalyptic, you're just walking around game. You know, as life goes on and we age and life can be stressful at times, I've come to appreciate the indie games where they look kind of nice and have chill music and you basically walk around and do nothing. This is Steve's way of saying he really wants to play Death Stranding. I'll get you my copy, Steve. Alright, thank you. Doesn't Joel have it? Uh, yeah, I'll get it back. He's not going to play it anytime soon. <laughs> Steve, how do you feel about the band Churches? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've heard a bunch of their songs, but don't remember which ones they are oh, off the top wait. of my head. Isn't there a game where it's... Okay, I know where he's going with this. Oh, yeah, he told me about this before, where the whole yeah. soundtrack was done by churches. Yeah. Yep. What game was it? Death Stranding. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all like uh, uh, like atmospheric electronic kind of stuff, right? Yep, like moody indie rock with, you know, uh, static Synths. electronic. Yeah, yeah, I get you. They got a couple of songs that I like, but... Well, let's move on to one last thing, where we give one last sentence, one last statement, moving us into the weekend, and you, the listener, into the weekday. For me, I'm still trying to play catch-up to Getty on our beat list. I pulled out my PS3 because there are a couple games on there that I have finished. And I figured like that's a way to dig in the crates and find something in the backlog that I didn't beat. And I could just like pick at it and eventually get it on the beat list. That PS3 interface ain't great. Also, those sticks. PS3 sticks are real loose. I don't know. Maybe it's mine. But I it's think it's yours. all over the place. Maybe you just use them a lot. Yeah. I don't... I just feel like this is so loose comparative to the PS4. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Getty? Oh, um... I don't know. I I completely forgot to think of a one last thing. Uh, uh, here, I am still making my playthrough of Persona 5 Royal, um, and I forgot how long... The story beat is between Palaces 5 and 6, and it has felt like I've been playing that for a month. You've been be at that game, game for a while, man. Bro, I'm, I think I'm like 90 hours in. I'm going to do this. You're like you're like 50% of the way through. No, I'm, I'm over half. I know, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> That's another See, game that people have kind of uh, unilaterally said that they liked. Yeah. Very much. I guess I'll throw in, I started Persona 4, too, just just for funsies. Nice. Uh, Steve, hit me with your one last thing. Red Lobster is a lighthouse on a distant island, separated <laughs> from me by stormy waters and treacherous rocks. You, you said your poem the first part, the first time. I feel like... That's just, for, that's my feel. That's my one last thing. For some people, that might be what Red Lobster is, but for you, it's... It's like down the street, 
and I feel like it's not a beacon of anything. Getty. That's what I'm saying, man. It's so close, but so far. It's right there, but I can't go. <laughs> Dude, Why they got the cheddar go? biscuits. Yeah, it's just closed. go in and get... They're not closed. You can get curbside pickup. It's not the same, dude. I need the dine-in experience. <laughs> you need to be able to see your lobster before they kill it. Exactly. I want to, like, I, I want to, you know, do the joke where you take one of the crab claws and, like, pinch it on your nose. <laughs> I'd never done that. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before you go, we can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where, let's go through the list here, Multiplayer Mondays, still playing Remnant, 2D Tuesdays, where it's Coffee and Chrono Trigger, Thursdays, Kevin and Sam keeping it together, Friday, Metal Gear Fridays, Magic the Gathering Sundays, and now, brand new to you, throughout the week, 10 a.m., Kevin Hartwig is real bored on summer vacation playing Red Dead Redemption 2. He is not playing the story. He is exploring the Outback. Yep. Wow, so, Alex. What a packed program. I know. We're really working hard. The Wild Redemption is so up much that I don't think we're going to be archiving that. He is just exploring the, the waste countryside. He's just going from place to place. He is being an animal watcher. He's getting into shenanigans. He's real bored. That's another yeah, game that I people tell. love that I never got got around to playing. I mean, if you got how many hours you got? You got 150 hours? I do not. Just don't sleep or eat. <laughs> if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the Twitch stream of your choice. Thanks for listening. GG Getty. GG. GG Steve. GG guys. Good night, everybody.